1: As podcast for Thursday, September 22nd as we head into week three of the NFL season. We'll be previewing the tight ends and the defenses for you. And with me, as always, my man, my host, my co-host from the great white north. You can follow him <laughs> on Twitter at Statsman22, Mr. Paul Bruno. What's up, brother?
2: Oh, it's a beautiful day here in the beautiful, sunny
1: and warm white white north. See, Paul's trying to make it seem like it's warm up there. Come on, Paul. Come on. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. I took
2: off my uh, Eskimo gear earlier today and went <laughs> out for breath of pressure. Uh, it's actually about 85 degrees here.
1: Wow, that is quite nice. All right, mm-hmm. so the myths of Canada being cold are a lie. That's what's Paul's saying. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, your host, James Seltzer, and uh, as I said, we'll dive right in. we got a lot to cover today. Uh, let's get into it, Paul. Uh, let's start out with those tight ends uh, as we look. Uh, of course, we do have uh, an interesting situation ahead. Heading into tonight, we are going to get into the whole tight end breakdown, but why don't we start right away with Rob Gronkowski at the top? He is, uh, we do not know if he is going to be playing against Houston tonight. Obviously, the quarterback situation looks like Jacoby Brissett will be under uh, under center. Is there any chance you're taking the risk on Gronk if he's in the lineup tonight?
2: No way. As long as as he's uh, questionable with that hammy i'm not touching him and and even i might not even touch him against the houston defense at all given the third string quarterback that they're gonna be forced to plug in i'm wondering if a wide receiver winds up throwing a couple of passes for them in that offense edelman <laughs> yeah. is the backup at this point
1: yeah it's a good point and the garoppolo <laughs> injury was one of those weird ones where it's like he'll be out of six weeks and then it's like wait he could play and it, <laughs> Who really knows? I agree with you. I am uh, Even if he is in the lineup this evening, I'm not playing Rob Gronkowski, Martellus Bennett, the only tight end I'd consider in that game. But, Paul, let's jump in. Let's start with uh, those two top options, and then we'll get into the the six and the 5,000s. But we have two guys outside of Gronk, uh, 7,000 or above. Jordan Reed at 7,500. Greg Olson at 7,800. Are you spending it tight end this week and going with either of those two guys?
2: You know what, Olsen to me is a quandary given the matchup. I was thoroughly impressed by the way that Minnesota limited Green Bay's uh, high octane offense. And this is just another one with the added factor, of course, of Newton's legs as well as his arm. So uh, he might use Greg Olsen a little bit here, but I just worry about how how good that Minnesota defense has been. Uh, so I'll shy away from that one. And Reed is a is a, obviously a top-notch option against a suspect New York defense. I Of the two, I think I'd lean in Reed's direction more. Uh, he's targeted 18 times so far this year, so a key part of that offensive mix and uh, could pile up some yardage
1: there. Yeah, I literally could not agree with you more. If I'm paying for either of the two, it's going to be Reed. I almost, and I wouldn't do it in season longs, you don't have the same type of options, but I think this Minnesota defense is going to be one of those defenses that over the course of the season you find yourself sitting guys against more and more often. Top, top five defense for sure in my mind. Really, really good. So I would shy away from Olsen. Read a better play. But again, that New York offense is a lot better than it was last season. At least it seems that way. Um, though I do think if you're going to attack them, the tight ends, and, and Reed does have a mismatch there against those linebackers. So I don't hate Reed for the price, but for me, let's get into more of the guys who I'm probably going to be considering this week. Let's go from 6000 to $6,900. Delaney Walker, the high end there, down to that 6000 price with Jason Witten, Travis Kelsey, and Antonio Gates. What do you think about this range before we really get into those values?
2: Well, I really like the Delaney Walker opportunity there against a dreadful Oakland defense. They have given up more passing yards than anybody, I think, so far this year. And uh, the tight end position in, in Tennessee is one of their more stable options. In the passing game, he was a perfect 6-for-6 six six in terms of targets last week for 83 yards against a bad Detroit team. He could easily top that against a, a wretched Oakland pass defense. And in terms of other options, there are some question marks around a guy like a Dwayne Allen, for instance, in the Indy You'd think he's a great option given the quality of their quarterback, too. But he, the fact is he may split time with Jack Doyle there. So that might not be $6,100 $6, well spent. You mentioned Martellus Bennett. he's the primary option in the New England uh, tight end circumstances given Gronkowski's uh, situation. But I find him to be a boomer bust. And it might be bust time this week against that tough Houston defense. So I'd rather look at a guy like uh, Travis Kelsey against the Jets. uh Much better matchup than he got last week when he was uh, converted five for seven for 34 yards. I think he's got a big chance for a better game. And then, of course, my guy, uh, the man crush that I have, (laughs) Jason Witten. A good matchup this week uh, against a a terrible Chicago team. He's been targeted 18 times already and uh, has established a good rapport with uh, the rookie quarterback in, in Dallas. And finally, I'll mention Antonio Gates at Indianapolis. He may get more looks with Woodhead and Allen nursing knee injuries there. So this is a veteran guy who could be a focal point in the San Diego pass offense.
1: Yeah, I don't know about nursing. I would say dunzo with knee injuries (laughs) there. But um, I I agree with you as much as uh, I hate Jason Witten as a cowboy hater. Uh, (laughs) uh, He's my favorite play in this group here. He's been getting the targets. That Chicago defense not very good. We saw Trey Burton go nuts—not really nuts, but you know, 49 yards and a touchdown is a good day for a tight end on Monday night for the Eagles, and he's a backup tight end. So, really like Whitten. For me, it's those three guys at six thousand, and really those bottom two with Whitney and Gates, who are the two who stand out for me in this range of players. And as you could tell, I'm leaning more towards the lower end of tight ends this week. None of those top options really feel like great values to me but both Witten and Gates with the opportunity that they have and the matchup obviously gates going up against that atrocious indie defense I think those are, are two guys you really want to target today all right Paul let's get into the the real nitty-gritty here let let's uh, let's wait to do those sub 5000s because we got enough right here in this five to 5800 range um, any of these names stand out to you
2: sure they do Jacob Tammy against of uh, Atlanta against another poor uh, pass defense in in New Orleans for 5500 bucks you get a guy who's been targeted 16 times in two weeks with 126 yards among leaders of tight ends in terms of yardage gain and along with that touchdown and then uh, look at another ter- I'm looking at a lot of terrible defenses this week Cleveland again one of those Miami has uh, Jason- Jordan Cameron who uh, had a Five catches for 49 yards and a TD against New England. He gets a much softer touch this week and could pile up bigger yardage there. And then Jimmy Graham is a guy I'm keeping a really close eye on in the Seattle mix because he played 80% of the snaps last week against Los Angeles. So It looks to me like, like he's getting pretty close to 100%, and uh, he, he should do better than four catches for 53 yards that he got last week. Then uh, that those are the guys that jump out at me more. Uh, Clive Wolford is an interesting one for for uh the oakland team uh, he he has seven for, seven catches for 50 yards on a td against atlanta last week gets to face uh, tennessee good opportunity there because they like to throw the ball around and then one final one that i'll give you is vernon davis of washington he uh, he had was a perfect five for five for 51 yards against the cowboys oh sorry i dropped down to 4600 bucks here I gave that away. I got a couple more in reserve there, so I'll we gotta get it people you. to
1: keep listening, Paul. You know, you can't give it all away once. <laughs> yeah, um, no, yeah, right. I actually agree with a lot of those names. Uh, for me, it's the the there are two names, three names, excuse me, at the bottom of this five thousand range. From uh, two at five thousand, one you mentioned. I really like Clive Walford. Scored the touchdown last week. I think he's going to be a bigger part of that offense. They love to pass. Tennessee struggled last week against the pass. Uh, But I I like Dennis Pitta as a better $5,000 option. 12 targets last week against Cleveland. He had nine catches for 102 yards. Uh, And look, Pitta was a big part of that offense before he got hurt a while back. Him and Flacco have uh, been together for a while. There's clearly chemistry there. So I think as long as he's healthy... And price this cheaply, Dennis Pitta, one of the best options on the board for me. And then assuming he plays, I know he's questionable. It's an entire mashing that they might not even have anyone who can play in Minnesota because everybody's hurt. Uh, But if Kyle Rudolph is out there, I don't love the matchup, but I do like Rudolph. He's played well. Him and Bradford seem to have pretty immediate chemistry. Bradford, a big fan of checking down to the tight end. So um, I like Kyle Rudolph this week if he's on the field. All right, Paul, now it's time for you to give it away. (laughs) let's go to that 45 000 to 5,000 the real values here all right uh
2: 5,000 i've got jack doyle on my list with the uh, moncrief out four to six weeks they may opt for a 2 tight end offensive set and this guy has uh Caught seven of nine balls thrown his way for 72 yards and two TDs already. So he has been a part of the offense. Could be more this weekend against San Diego. Then uh, dropping down alongside Vernon Davis, who I really like, uh, against the Giants, I'm going to give you two guys that are facing each other in, uh, in the Battle of Pennsylvania. I like both sides of this equation, and I've got to give you a fist pump. Yeah. Uh, here partner because last week you called uh, Trey Burton and he delivered with five catches for 49 yards and a TD versus Chicago. I think it's gonna be a little tougher sledding against Pittsburgh, but uh, he's their go to guy while Urch is out with that rib injury. And then on the other side, I like Jesse James a lot here. Uh, for Pittsburgh at 4500 bucks, he's 8 for 12 in terms of uh, the targets this year for 60 yards and a TD, and I think he's grow- uh, getting a good rapport with one of the top gunslingers in all the football in Big Ben, so that's uh, where I have a little bit of faith in James.
1: Yeah, those are my two guys you just mentioned. Burton and James, opposite sides of that matchup, both mid-priced. James had a touchdown last week. He's been getting the targets. Part of that offense, you know, obviously they have Antonio Brown, but after that, you know, it's Eli Rogers, it's Marcus Wheaton, it's Sammy Coates. There's no one who's really a go-to type of guy like Martavis Bryant was last season. And I think Jesse James has kind of eaten up some of those targets and some of those opportunities. So really like him. And obviously, Burton, we saw what he could do. We see that he's a part of the offense if Ertz is out. And I would guess that Ertz is going to be out. Um, so I love those calls. Uh, big, big fans. And actually helps me before we uh, jump into the defenses here. You mentioned that Don Cre Dante Moncrief is out for six weeks, which thank you for reminding me that I have a team with Dante Moncrief, Adrian Peterson, (laughs) Amir Abdullah, Arian Foster, and the reason I say this is because you know what? DFS is just better. It's just better now, and and that's the beauty, because fantasy football fans, the wait is over and football is back, and that means that FanDuel is back, and this year it's better than ever. It's not just a new season at FanDuel, it's a new era. They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans. And they believe you deserve to be sports rich, which you can experience everything sports has to offer, making you sports rich. Try the new fan duel now. Just pick your team, stay under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game? Play in a beginner's contest, slow on the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are games for just a dollar. There's 50-50 contests where the top half in cash or you could even settle a score with friends in FanDuel's brand new Friends Mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams, plus new and new features and ensure- up a fair and level playing field. And as I mentioned before, look, I have a team with like five guys who are done for the season. Do you know how much that sucks? It is no fun. Season long is just a grind. It's not even a fun grind anymore. DFS on the other hand is fun. Every single week you get a new lineup. I don't have to worry about the fact that I lost Adrian Peterson or Amir Abdullah or Dante Moncrief or a whole list of other guys because guess what? I don't have to pick them. And that's the beauty. It's a brand new week each week instead of the same old thing and and it's why it's the best and that's why it is so much fun to play and you could have all the fun that football has to offer all the fun that fantasy has to offer FanDuel B sports rich special offer for new users get a free six-month rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel Just go to FanDuel.com slash RW Not only we get the free subscription you get to play with that $10 on FanDuel it's, it's such a no-brainer. It's $40 in value over $40 in value for just 10 bucks Go to FanDuel.com RW All right, Paul, let's uh Let's jump into those defenses, into the man's the man's game. Defense is uh, is where the butter is breaded. That doesn't work, Paul. It's where the bread is buttered, Paul. See, I was <laughs> close. I was close. All right, Paul, let's jump in. We got three defenses at the top here $5,000 or above. Uh, are any of them going to be in your lineup this week?
2: I'm a big fan of Seattle's defense this week. They're hosting the San Francisco 49ers. That's a Blaine Gabbard-led Niners offense that's going to be way overmatched here. That's the only one that I like in this uh, stratosphere. Otherwise, there I find there's more value down below.
1: I think there's more value down below regardless, but obviously that Seattle D against that San Francisco offense in Seattle is uh, probably worth the 5,400, but I, like you, i am going to jump down. Uh, though I don't hate that Arizona defense against Buffalo because Buffalo is not a great offense. The Greg Roman firing, that's a little... Uh, iffy situation but either way I'm going to jump down and get some of these other values here so let's discuss them Paul let's just round out the group 4,300 up to that 4,900 range there are a few teams in here it's really only 4,800 is uh, is the next highest there are a few teams in here I like uh, who was standing out to you
2: well uh, I look at the Kansas City situation we talked yesterday about some of the Jets uh, top receivers being banged up that gives me great hope for Kansas City to to hold down uh, the Jets' offense and come up with a good game score for 4500 bucks, The Packers is another uh, good option, $4,400. bucks. they have dominated the Lions in this series for a long, long time, particularly at Lambeau, and uh, I, I like that matchup for the Packers. They have they have to lick their wounds over a tough division win. Uh, the division lost last week, I don't think they're going to lose two in a row in the Central. And then finally, I'm going to lean on my Cowboys for $4,600. bucks. they are facing a second. Nah, they're facing a second-string quarterback and a bad Bears team. I look for a very low score. I might even call a shutout here.
1: Oh, man! (laughs) Paul is cowboyed up right now, and I love it. (laughs) I wish I could take my Eagles, but uh, I am not going up against Ben Roethlisberger. All right, I got a couple uh, names here. Um, 4,800. Cincinnati is a good offense, but... Anytime that Denver defense is under $5,000, i am probably putting them in my lineup. We saw it last week against, you know, Andrew Luck and all that. Dominated them. Came up with a defensive touchdown on top of dominating them. I really like that Broncos D at that price. In fact, I'm shocked. Honestly, anytime they're under 5000 it's a must play in my mind. Uh, I agree with you on the KCD. I like that play, especially with the injuries that they have. New York at 4,500. The Giants, I don't hate either with how well that D has been playing. And, of course, Kirk Cousins being really, really bad at football, so that helps as well. Um, and, oh, sorry, any Washington fans out there. Uh, Minnesota at 4,400. I like that Carolina offense. But, again, it's similar thing to that Denver defense, where this mini defense is so good that I probably rolled them out there anyway. And then the last one – this is somewhat dependent on health. But Andrew Luck didn't practice yesterday. He is banged up. You just mentioned the Moncrief injury. That Indy offense is hurting right now. And uh, if Luck is out, especially, uh, 4,300 for that Chargers defense, who looked pretty darn good against Jacksonville last week, not the craziest play. All right, Paul, before we get out of here, uh, anything uh, anything going on this weekend for you? Uh, you won't be on tomorrow, correct?
2: No, that's right. We're marking a wedding anniversary here at the Bruno household, and I'm off to Montreal, one of the fun uh, party cities in Canada. In fact, probably one of the top party cities in North America, I would say, and uh, we're looking forward to a few good days of R&R and a lot of fun and laughs.
1: That is awesome. Congrats to you and the wife, Paul. While you're having a good time, I'll be holding it down and working, but... No, I'm kidding, Paul. Uh, enjoy it. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, for us, Paul and I will be back together with you next Wednesday, breaking down wide receivers, wide receiver Wednesday, as we like to call it. Uh, so until then, uh Roadwire DFS podcast will be back tomorrow without Paul, but uh, we will be back talking kickers, getting you set for the weekend, and then, of course, back next week with a total breakdown of everything. So, again, for Paul Bruno, follow on Twitter at Statsman22. I am James Seltzer. This has been the Rotowire DFS podcast for Thursday, September 22nd.